What up? Happy Saturday morning, everybody. I don't know how I feel about this mic already. I don't know if it sounds okay. The mic is great, Levesque. It, it sounds wonderful. It sounds, yes. Levesque, guys, I got a new mic because that I, I literally just rage bought a microphone after our appearance on Inside the Walls. I did. I was just like, enough is enough. I need to sound better. People need to hear these pipes. They're amazing. Uh, LeVac and guys, happy Saturday. It is Final Four weekend. Uh, getting fired up for some historic matchups, true blue bloods and blue uniforms. Um, lots of fun to do. Lots and lots and lots and lots of lots of fun. WrestleMania this weekend, all those things. But I think round ball is where we got to start. We got to go. We got to go with the Final Four preview. Um Everyone, everyone wants to make this about the first ever Final Four matchup between the Duke Blue Devils and the North Carolina Tar Heels. That's like, you know, like if I'm Villanova over here, I'm like, dude, I have a five man rotation. Oh, that's cool. No, there's five people on the court at once. My my starters that are usually seven to eight deep are gone. I've got to play players who have never played before. Like I'm basically going to get the old bench mob. Like I like Gaz is getting tagged in to play for Villanova today at some point against Kansas. Um, obviously you want Kansas when you picked them to win it all, but, uh, let's, let's start, let's work towards the big one. So Kansas Villanova guys, I flip-flopped on this one. I thought I was going to go Villanova all the way, but I think the injuries are just a little too much for Jay Wright's squad. I think Kansas is going to go ahead and get this thing done. It's a really good matchup for Kansas now because of the injury for Villanova. That's the moment in the elite eight player goes down. Everyone wonders what the future is going to be. And Kansas likely is going to benefit from a contributor for the Wildcats not being a part of the team. However, if we do look at the comparison of Kansas versus Villanova of the last, like, I guess we go back like 15 years, Kansas fans can argue they've underachieved. Like they're in that same conversation of Duke, Carolina, Kentucky, where they expect to win championships and Bill Self, a Hall of Fame coach, has only won one championship at Kansas lost in the title game before to Kentucky back in 2012 with Anthony Davis, Mario Chalmers. Every time I say his name, I feel like it's always Stephen A. Smith, Mario Chalmers. Like I always feel like it's him saying his name, but they hit that shot in 08. Yeah. Hold on. I don't mean, I don't mean to stop you, but is, if, is every single picture Bill self takes a selfie. (laughs) Like if I take a picture of him, is it still a selfie? Yes, I think okay. yes. All right. I'm sorry. Got, thought, where's his NIL that? for that? Where's his endorsement <laughs> for that? A self with selfie. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Kansas has had a good draw, and they benefit from the Villanova injury. Jay Wright, the only, you know, maybe equalizer is that. That Jay Wright has won two national championships in less than the last 10 years. And when they get to the Final Four, I don't know if it's stadium shooting. I don't know if it's different practice. But they spanked your Michigan Wolverines a few years ago in the title game. They destroyed that Buddy Heald Oklahoma team a few years ago in the Final Four. They have trounced teams when they get to the spot. Look, they had to have a buzzer beater to beat North Carolina, Chris Jenkins, and everything else. But Villanova has figured out a different level at the Final Four. Jay Wright would be the only reason I would pick Villanova, but Kansas has more players that have experience. Hall of Fame coach in their own right. Yes, Kansas, even though I got a 14-1 to ticket on the Jayhawks, Kansas, this is the matchup they wanted. Rock, chalk, Jayhawk. I feel good about it. Is Hot take. Is Jay Wright the best coach right now left in the Final Four? Does he do more with less than the other guys? You just want to stick it to Coach K, don't you? No, you just I'm want just to saying. Stick it to Duke fans. That old bag. When, when has the Villanova roster ever been as good as the Duke roster? Not. not and yeah, I would struggle Carolina, to find that answer. Kansas? Right. He's like he puts good rosters together, but he is just like you just said. 
he's got the right stuff. Nice. Um, he's. I think he. Might Where's our button? Best. Where's our button on our usual I, set? <laughs> this, this little this little microphone means I don't have to do all that. I didn't have to. All I have to do is plug in two things in instead of twenty. It's actually. You want to see it? It's right. It's right here. It's still in the there box. There it is. But so, there, perfect. I just did it through the box. No, I, I, I think he's to your point. Like, you can never count Jay Wright out. You can't, you can't count Villanova out because of that. But I do. I think, I think we're at that point where, in this tournament, Duke, Kansas, just have proven that no matter what happens during a game, they're just better than you. They're just, they're just more athletic, better than you. So, moving over to the rematch which if you remember, I called the upset. I told you North Carolina was going to ruin the whole thing for K. It pains me to do this. I don't think it happens again. This is a Duke team that has the, – the only way this could possibly happen again is if somehow, some way, North Carolina was able to get out early and just incrementally increase their lead. Just keep pushing the lead up and up and up and up. Because what we've seen is Duke is kind of a slow starter. They'll, they'll let you get they'll let teams get a lead on them they'll, they'll play a crappy first half and then all of a sudden with like eight minutes left they just go oh wait we're really good at this and just start slamming and, and threes and you know they're hitting they're hitting from the tunnel like so you're you need to have probably an 18 point lead with eight minutes left for me to believe that anybody's going to beat duke right now I'm so excited to watch Carolina Duke. Like this whole thing, I know like it's it's to the point now on a Saturday when we're live here that maybe the hype's too much. We had a whole week of hype that it's the greatest game ever. This is the greatest college basketball matchup you can dream of. I saw Jay Billis yesterday, man, like even I'm sick of the hype and I played at Duke. Like this is this is too much at this point. Can we just actually tip off and make this thing happen? But I hope it's a all-time classic March Madness game. I hope it's down to the wire, a buzzer beater, a great moment, a great shot. As good as this tournament's been, you brought this up with the St. Peter's thing. We are missing that moment that, oh, I remember when situation yeah. like we had last year in the Final Four with Jalen Suggs hitting that half-court shot against UCLA. Maybe this is the moment that provides it. But as you just laid out there, Duke got killed against Carolina in Coach K's final game. Carolina became one of the hottest teams in the country with that victory, and they don't miss. Like, they've destroyed teams. I know they got beat in the ACC tournament, but since then, they've been so good. But I also lean towards Duke in this game because of the NBA talent on the Duke roster. If Duke had shot better in late February, early March, more people would have had them in this spot. If Texas Tech was able to play a little bit better defense in the final six to eight minutes of that game, maybe the Red Raiders would have beaten Duke because that matchup was tough for them. But this is Duke. Like If you go through our Godzilla Media Bracket Challenge, there's three people left who can win. Steven Moss can win. Uh, Randy Tucker can win, and a guy named Reeves can win. There's three guys, okay? Cor That's Corey's it. convinced it's him. No, Corey. Hey, the guys. High win all my brackets that I have Duke winning. You might, Corey, you might win all the other ones. I believe Randy's got an edge on you on that, though. But that's the situation. Duke is better. I want to bet Carolina because I would love Carolina versus Kansas in the title game because that's a better matchup for my 14-1 to ticket to pay off. That's a better matchup for Rock Chalk Jayhawk. Selfishly, I want Carolina, Kansas. I wish I could go and go place the bet right now. I do not feel confident in betting on Carolina today. So I will say Duke and Kansas is the national championship game, and I hope it's good. But I'm totally with you. Duke is just a better team. And I can't – could you imagine if Coach K lost in this game? Like the final game Coach yeah. K ever coaches, he loses to his rival North for a Carolina, chance yeah. to play for – oh, my God. 
and, and look, Hubie's good. Don't get me wrong. He's, he's proven to be the, a very good coach already as, with some of the things he's been able to do. But you, the only way North Carolina wins is if somehow he ha- understands Coach K better than anybody else does. Because you, you beat him at home to end everything for the regular season. Now you're the one who's going to kick him out of the tournament just a couple weeks later. I, I just I can't see it. Um, and it ensures that my freezing, my most freezing of all freezing cold takes fade Duke in this tournament is just so ice cold that global warming is officially over. So like, so that's why I think, I think we're good. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to, I think it's going to be Duke versus Kansas and then probably Duke. Uh, Corey, very upset with you. He's very cross with you. Corey, I'm, I, Corey, I didn't do the math. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, he, they don't do math where Corey's from. I was talking to Corey the other day about his appearance on, uh, D. Pietro and Rothenberg on the ESPN family of networks there that he was getting yelled at by D. Pietro. That show, that show right there, like it's literally, it's almost like they just like throw names in a hat and pull them out each day. Cause it was, it was, you know, it was Han and Canty? Humpty. Yeah. It was Han and Humpty. It was, it was, you know, uh, Canty. And it was like, it was at everybody. Like they just changed that. <laughs> Hey, we don't know where to put this guy that we think we're going to put nationally soon. We're, oh, with DiPietro and Rothenberg? Okay, cool. All right. Hey, everybody. It's a <laughs> Superman with DiPietro and Rothenberg. Like, and then all Rothenberg just shows up and he's just like, I, who am I hosting with today? Am I right, even in the studio? Right, right. Just, I'm just going to walk right. into some Rick's office here? and just okay, talk. Cool. Yeah, all right, cool. The guy who can't poo in public is here? Okay, good. All right. As long as I got him, <laughs> we'll be all right. We'll be, we'll be good to go. Um, all right. So Duke, Kansas in the championship game. I'm taking Duke. You already know my answer. I'm taking Kansas. <laughs> yeah, do, you, do you still believe that, or are you just staying with your pick? Uh, I feel far less confident in that matchup. Banchero could be the number one overall pick. Is down low for Duke. Coach K for the – as bad as it was for potentially losing to Carolina in your last game, to losing the championship in your last game, that's maybe arguably worse. I wouldn't – yeah, no, I'd say it's worse. I'd say it's just as bad. So, no, yeah, I, I would not feel as good. You can't lose to Carolina. You can't lose to Carolina. You just can't. You, just, you can't do it. Can't do it. Can't play with them. Can't win with them. Um, it is LeVac and Gaz. It is uh, uh, right here. You can check us out on Techies Fire and Water Restoration's Facebook page as well as Godzilla Media's YouTube. And uh, oh, that's it. That's it. We're we're streamlining where you can get us because we're we're that special. But after the live broadcast, pretty much anywhere you want. Um, you know, Spotify, Apple, uh, rate, comment, review part your hair in the middle and pretend it's the seventies. That's how you show us. You love the show. <laughs> and uh, also we can be heard in the, uh, the hissing of, of your heaters as you, as you unplug them for the last time and put them away. That's so you can hear. Well, thank God. You know what I hope on this Saturday that someone like gets the old headphones, puts them on, puts the old earbuds in and hey. listen to us at Mohawk Honda in Glenville, New York. Maybe you're looking for your Everybody comes in with feathered hair parted down the middle. That's yeah, right. let's go. Well, Mac and Goss said it. I want a new vehicle. This is how they told me to put my hair right now. Stop in to Mohawk Honda in Glenville. Get your new ride. That's what I grabbed on a Saturday. My 2022 Pilot EXL. You can do it on the weekends. The staff is there willing to help you to walk you through the lot to find out exactly what you're looking for. The spring is here. It's awesome to look outside and see no more snow. Some of you are looking at your gas prices, though, and wondering, yeah, maybe this isn't the right vehicle to be in anymore. Make that change. Work with people you can trust during the car buying experience. Find that new ride today. Mohawk Honda, Glenville, New York. Shout out to everybody over there. They always go out of their way to please you. Love me, the Mohawk family. Love my Silverado. Actually, the even my Silverado, like I can do the different 
like drive modes. So like for gas, I can, you know, I don't go in, I don't go in zoom, zoom sport mode as much during these times, during these times, these, these, t- listen, I know there's wars and I know there's, there's poverty, but I'm not allowed to use zoom, zoom mode in my brand new Silverado. <laughs> so who's really suffering here? Huh? I think uh-huh. it's me. I scared the cat. The cat's like, I'm pissed. I'm out. I never wanted to live here anyway. You guys adopted me. I was feral. I lived outside. F you. Big trust. Him like an appearance. It'll happen she, here soon. She goes up. It's a she? Did I assume it was a he? You assumed her gender. How dare you? Oh my God. How dare she's, you? Uh, she's turning into a dog. Like now that the dog's not here. Like last night, I, like, I call her flumpers because she'll just walk out in front of you and then flop. Like she'll just flump onto the floor. Yeah. Vladdy like, Divac. Well, she, yeah, but she'll do it like the top of the staircase and shit in the dark. So it's dangerous. But I walked upstairs last night and my kid's room, the door is open and it's not usually open. So I'm like, flumpers. And she comes trotting out like a dog. Like, yeah, I got in. <laughs> I'm... She starts screaming out, put your hand behind your head. Charge. Block. <laughs> no, just, literally just go, flumpers. She's mad because I yelled. She's not going to come out. Uh, all right, so here, here's I think. Do you want to talk about your coach or my GM? What do you want? Which which do you want to do next? Uh, let's do your GM. Let's do your GM. I, I think Yankee fans interested in this. I got I got to wonder, Brian Cashman. Real question for an outside guy looking in. Like you were you were becoming a Yankee fan when we were on terrestrial radio, but you yeah you never made the full transformation. <laughs> and Rex clearly agrees. Um, <laughs> Real question, is Brian Cashman as smart as I think he is? Or is Brian Cashman doing something real, real stupid right now? Like, I don't know the actual answer. So, as you know, we are we are, we are dangerously close to when the Major League Baseball letter, the report basically about the Yankees cheating is supposed to come out. Now, the Yankees have filed to, to suppress that yet again. But we're really, really close to seeing exactly what Major League Baseball thought of what the Yankees were or were not doing. I don't know if this is the best time for Cash to go out and say what he's saying, but he was asked about not reaching the World Series since 2009. And Cash Cash done flipped his, his shit. Uh, quote, the only thing that stopped the Yankees in 2017 was something that was so illegal and horrific. This was to The Athletic, by the way. So I get offended when I start hearing we haven't been to the World Series since 09 because I'm like, well, I think actually we did it the right way. Pulled it down, brought it back, uh, <laughs> drafted well, traded well, developed well, signed well. The only thing that derailed us was, was a cheating circumstance that threw us off. Castro goes on to say, I'm past it now, which you really sound like you are, but it does bother <laughs> me when it comes up. We built something that I can't tell you we would have won. I can't tell you we would have beat the Dodgers, but I do feel pretty confident that the team, meaning the Astros, wasn't stopping us if it wasn't for those advantages. And he like he, he just keeps going, oh, people are like, oh, you haven't been to a World Series. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think that's a true statement as it could be. Uh, we had a World Series team, and either you get it done or you don't. I, I So – here's people don't want to hear that. He goes on to say, here's the question, guys. Did Cashman just like snap, speak his mind, throw caution to the wind? Or does Cashman honestly believe we're never going to see the report (laughs) of what the Yankees did or did not do? 
No, I think the second one is he feels like whenever the report comes out, they did it far less than the Astros or far less than any other team that fans are going to look at what the Yankees did and look like, well, it's not as bad as Houston. It's not as bad as Boston. We'll give them a pass. That first part, though, that you said something during that quote of, all right, if that's what I think you said, like, if that's what you want to believe or that's how you want to think of it, that's what Cashman has done. He's right. probably had that same conversation to the media. Something snapped and said, okay, all right, you want to hear the truth? He's probably walked into the Steinbrenner's offices and said that word for word. Like, oh, you want yeah. to get rid of me, huh? Oh, you, you think I'm on the hot seat? I got to win. Here's what happened. The other team cheated at an historic level that's never been seen before. Well, we would have beaten that team and just did basically that whole quote back to him. And it's hard to argue against that because even he admits, can't prove it's right, can't prove it's wrong of us beating them potentially with that non-advantage. But hell, if it lets you sleep at night and you're telling yourself that and you're able to figure it out, whatever. Like this feels like a uh, a friendship, a marriage, a coaching, a job where some people just tell themselves something that they don't want to take the blame for and they can rationalize it and it makes sense. Cashman does not want to take the blame for not getting to the World Series and he can rationalize it into this and hell, so it kind of makes sense. I, I, do, I do believe that Astros team was not better than that Yankees team. I, I believe that. I, I do. And I know people want to bring up the stats, the home, the way, the splits and stuff like that. And it's like, well, yeah, but bring up yours. Like, imagine if you didn't know what we were throwing. How many more home games do you have? How many less home games do you have? How many, like, the whole thing is, is it, it sucks that it keeps coming up at this point. Like, I don't even want to talk about it anymore because I'm a baseball fan. And I feel like it hurts baseball because we sit here and we talk about shortening the game and all these other things. And that's how we're going to bring in other fans. And that's how we're going to bring people, you know, bring baseball back to America's sport. And blah, blah, blah. You know, what's a good way to not, you know, shut the door on those fans. Stop talking about every cheating scandal you have every five freaking seconds. Like that's what we, and baseball can't get out of its own way with it. Like as much as it, you, you know, ignore it and goes away. Philosophy isn't good for a lot of things. It'd be good for this. Like it, you're not getting a ring. It's not like they're going to walk up all of a sudden to Cashman and go, you know, you made a great point. Here's the American League Championship ring. <laughs> and by the way, we've assembled that year's Dodgers roster, and we've assembled that year's the 2017 Yankees, and you guys are going to play a best of seven now. And if you win it, you get the World Series. Like, that can't happen. I wanted it years ago. <laughs> if you remember, that was my hot take in 2017 yes. and 2018. Like, hey, those guys are all pretty much the same dude. Let's go get them. Let's throw it. Let's throw it out there. Let's roll the ball out. Let's go. You know, the honorary first pitch can be who, well, Barry Bonds just to really make it fun. Pete Rose can be game two. Like, th let's get into it. Let's let's make it. If we're going to make a mockery of the sport, let's go all the way in. But it's nothing good comes from this now. You're you're a little a little sad for your ego that you didn't you haven't been to the World Series since 2009. As a Yankee fan, all you've done is make me more angry. Like not at him. I'm angry at baseball, but it's not like I'm as a Yankee fan sitting there going, oh yeah, that's right. Our drought would have only been from 09 to 17. No, you, you all, <laughs> get to the World Series. Get to the, that's that's do it this year. Look look dead in the camera, Cash, and go. The roster we've got this year is going to win the World Series. Go in, just go in, because you can't look dumber than you could look if this report finally comes out and it, and the Yankees look bad. Because right now you just said, well, cheating kept us from because every team that got pushed behind the Yankees during that window where they allegedly cheated. He's gonna look back and go, oh well, yeah, but what if we had nine more wins? What if we had four more wins? What if we had where would we have gone if you hadn't cheated against us? So you're gonna look stupid either way. Might as well just go ahead and say we're gonna win it all. There you go. And whatever the expectations are, okay. Well, let's say 
a small, you know, whatever that relatively speaking is, is cheating. Someone's going to look at that and be like, okay, the Yankees cheated. They're not as good as we thought they are, blah, blah, blah. Plus the competition of the AL East this season. You can make a really good case that is that big trust. <laughs> you can make a case that the Yankees expectations for 2022 are the lowest they've been since 20 years. Like every year we we, we can so. make a well like okay every year we can make a case that the Yankees are a World Series contender. You can yeah. say the Yankees are good this season, but I would feel when we look at these season previews, I would be shocked if we saw more than ten percent of baseball air quote experts having this Yankee team represent the American League in the World Series. Not saying they can't, right? But I would say expectation wise, the projection of where the Yankees will finish will be lower than decade plus projections. Yeah, projection. whatever that means. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's it, it, it aggravates me a little bit because, like, <laughs> what we're talking about here is a pitching staff of Garrett Cole, Jordan Montgomery, Jameson Tyone, Nasty Nestor, maybe Luis Severino, and whatever else happens. Nasty bullpen. You've got Anthony Rizzo at first base, DJ LeMahieu at second, Josh Donaldson at third. Um, IKF, I don't, I'm maybe gonna try and say his name at shortstop. And Glaber mixes in there. Uh, Joey Gallo, Aaron Hicks, and Aaron Judge in, in the outfield. And your DH is Giancarlo Stanton. Your catcher is gonna be a, a, a platoon, but you got guys in the in the minors and everything. It's a hell of a roster. It's a hell of a roster. That roster reminds me more of the dynasty rosters than the super studded star, star studded ones we've had recently. Like there's there's a lot going on right there. And like him or hate him, Cash gonna make some moves. The worst thing about Brian Cashman making moves right now is he has such a reputation of of to steal a phrase from uh from from the league, trade raping people, that like they don't want to make deals with him anymore. Like he can give you a great deal on both sides. People are like, Nope, you're up to something. I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get a left-handed reliever. You, you need a right-handed bat, I need a left-handed reliever. What? Like, let's get it done. No, 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 no. You're up. You're up to something. Like the Orioles now. The Orioles and the Rays used to be like the farm system for the Yankees. Now both teams, are, the Rays are good now. One day the Orioles will be. Uh, but like now they're both like, nope, don't trust you. Nope, nope, nope. And it's all right, fine. You you stay mediocre, whatever. You, you want this guy in double A, huh? Yeah. So do we. Now he's in the majors. Wait, why? <laughs> right. you, you get, no, no, no. We, we don't know what's up with you. Yeah, yeah that's exactly right. right. Uh, it's a pain. But like, I, I, I'm hoping Cashman's like knows something we don't know. I'm hoping this is one of those situations where Cash is like, that's never coming out. No one's ever, ever, you're never, ever, never, ever, never, ever, ever going to see that paperwork. And that's why I feel confident saying you guys cheaters and your duty heads and I want my World Series ring. Because if that if it comes out and it's, and it's blatant that the Yankees were like, and I, they don't even have to be on the on par with how those teams cheated, the, the Red Sox and, and the assholes, I mean Astros. Um, they just have to be bad. They just have to cheat. Because people are going to go, oh, just as bad. No, you're the Yankees, just as bad. No, don't don't want to hear it. So, like, hopefully he knows something we don't know and it's never coming out. Because I can't wait to talk to Boston Dan, Nick Hague, our linebacker, all those guys, all those Boston fans. Ah, guy, look at you over here. You thought you were just like, oh, you know, prim and proper, high and mighty, and all be here. You're cheating hot fire all over the place. There's a part of me now that hopes, like, if the Yankee scandal comes out, 
that they tried to cheat, but some of the players were too dumb to figure it out. Like that would be a great line. Look, we tried to do the thing and our players couldn't figure out how to turn it on. So we actually didn't cheat. Oh, you know, we'll give a break then. I mean, they tried and it's just, they just weren't smart. I actually hope that that would be far funnier if that's what comes right. out of this report. Right. Well, yeah, we tried to do the Apple watch scam. What happened? All of our guys bought Amazon watches. They're not, <laughs> we're not proud. We're not, we're not proud. We're not, uh, but it, it happened. So they're we're embarrassed. Yeah, we're actually, we actually would have wished we had cheated at this point because we just failed an IQ test. Um, so moving on, uh, <laughs> back guys, make sure you check us out, Techies Fire and Water Restorations uh, Facebook page, as well as Godzilla Media's YouTube page, and then everywhere you get your podcast. Make sure, listen, even if you watch this live, at least pretend to go to the other thing, click on it, and then rate and and review because like they don't know, they don't know, they just know you rated and reviewed, and it makes. Makes guys happy. I don't know. How, yes. how it, I, I don't know what it does for me personally. I don't think it does anything for me personally, but it makes guys happy. So do it. Be creative with our reviews, especially on Apple. I'm not a big fan of Apple podcasts. I was ranting and raving to you and Boston Dan about it, but leave a review on there. That will make me happy. You can even say, I hate Apple. I hate you, Apple, but I like LeVac guys. That would make my day if you wrote that review there. Uh, you also like make- apples? I got a number. How you like them apples? It would make me very happy this spring or summer if you stopped at a Johnstone Supply in Troy to find your spring tools. Milwaukee tool prices, the best you can find in upstate New York, are right there on 6th Avenue at Johnstone Supply in Troy. HVAC. Yeah, I nailed it. HVAC. There you go. Right there. I'm doing it. Furnaces, boilers, and more. Johnstone Supply in Troy wants to help you find that stuff for you. 518-272-5922 is their number. 518 272-5922. 272-5922. Again, type in that address, 6th Avenue in Troy, where you can stop in. Say what's up to Tom and George, Kevin, all those guys in there will help you find exactly what you're looking for. Homeowners, especially with the spring here, it's happening for me this weekend. The wife told me it's about spring cleaning this weekend, getting things up to where they should be post-winter, post-fall. If you need a part of that team to be added, it's Johnstone Supply in Troy to help you with all those needs this spring. One more time on the number, 518 518- 272-5922, Johnstone Supply and Why on Facebook, Johnstone Supply in Troy. I'm actually thinking about heading over there because I need um I need just a little travel toolkit. I like to have like like a decent little tool bag to throw in the truck. And I want to get one for the kid for her car too. You never know what you need them for. Like like I've been at like friends' restaurants and stuff, and like one of the stools will be loose. I run out to the car, you know, grab the screwdriver, put everything back together real quick for him because I'm I'm a good person. Um, but I don't have a toolkit anymore. I got rid of it. So I need a new one. So maybe I'll stop through there and get a nice little Milwaukee travel toolkit. While you were saying that, I coughed, and then I thought you said you had stools loose. No, my, I have a high-fiber diet. I have very solid stool. Okay. Um, a lot of corn, a lot of corn. Lot of, uh, Metamucil, <laughs> big fan of Metamucil, all those things. Hey, you bring it up. You you bring up what I'm putting down, <laughs> I'll roll with you. I, you know, I wonder if uh, I wonder if Bruce Arias has loose stool. I wonder if that's why he uh, why he's leaving Tampa. But, all right, let's, do, let's go emotional first. Okay. Guys, how do you feel about everyone's favorite coolest grandpa stepping down and not being a part of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers anymore? I'm super bummed because my phone is lighting up. You texted me, Chet Davis over at CBS six texted me like within 10 minutes. I'm getting my this text. Like, with Chet Davis. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I was muted. I'm sorry. I thought it was muted. <laughs> Arians. Oh my God. Arians. And I'm like, what, what happened? What, what do you mean? What's going on? What's going on? With Bruce Arians. Yeah. So come to find out he leaves. Uh, it's been well documented that, Bruce Arians left Arizona for health reasons, and it seemed like legit health reasons, not Urban Meyer health reasons, but health reasons. And everything post 
uh, Brady announcing he's coming back has been, hey, this was in motion. Tom Brady knew about it. Tom Brady's at the press conference. Bruce Arians puts out the press release that says he planned on retiring next year, a.k.a. whenever Brady retires, he was going to call it a career. So let's do this now and set it up well for the future of the Bucks and Todd Bowles. I hope deep down that's all true. Like, this is amazing. I, the Bucks are going to put him in the ring of honor already for winning the Super Bowl. It helped that my friend. You, you don't put a number up. You no, just put just a Kanga hat, hat and the glasses. Right? That's what I would just do. That should be his logo. I want this all to be true, and I hope it's true. But unfortunately, uh, the sports world has made a lot of us cynical that since this has never happened, yourself. something like that. Yeah. Uh, I hope it's true. I believe it's true. Until I find information that does not make it true, I'm going to believe it, that Bruce Arians is truly this good of a person and Tom Brady did not force him out. I don't know oh, if I'm uh, by I, myself on that, though. Here, here's here's not what I believe. I'm so confident in this. I have no, I have no evidence to back this up. But I'm so confident in my theory, this is what happened. Bruce Arians fully, fully anticipated retiring right after the Super Bowl. Fully anticipated. He was like, one one, let's go. I'm out of here. They're like, hey, let's run it back. Brady's gonna run it back. He's like, all right, I'll do one. I'll do one. I'll do one. Let's. I'll win back to back and then hang it up. That'll be great. But I'm done after that. Well, Brady, the Brady nonsense starts. Is he? Will he? Won't he? Is he? Isn't he? Boom, 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 boom. Arians goes to Todd Bowles and to Byron Leftwich and goes, I'm gonna hang on for one more year. Because you don't want your first press conference as the new head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to be, what are you going to do without Tom Brady? You don't want that. That's not good for you guys. It won't let you install what you want to install. Okay, great, great. So, Byron, don't leave. You're going to be assistant head coach in a year, or you'll get a better job in a year. Don't go to Jacksonville, that dumpster fire. Todd Bowles, stay right where you are. You're my heir apparent. Give me one more year. Okay, great. Then Brady goes, I'm not retiring. Arians goes, Deuces! I don't need to stay. I'm out. I if you need if you need proof of of Bruce Arians not needing this anymore, go watch the footage of his draft war room. That dude, like everybody talks about Cliff Kingsbury and how beautiful his living room was and all that. That's great. No one did it better than Bruce Arians. Out back, looks like a glass of scotch on the rocks, cigar, computer. Do, do, do. Do, 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 do. Not a care in the world. What does he have left to do? Why put up with the bullshit anymore? He's out. So, because you don't, you don't survive losing Arians and Brady in the same year. Whoever the next head coach is, they're 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 a transition coach. With Brady there, Todd Bowles has a legitimate shot of being the real next head coach of the Buccaneers. That's what happened. Yes. Arians was going to hang on yeah. for stability. Now he doesn't have to. He's out. Good. I, I'm glad you and I are thinking the same way. Like you're talking about Bruce Arians and what he has as a lifestyle and a person. HBO Real Sports had a great piece on him. Same thing, talking about living life on a boat and just enjoying life with his style, his boat. swag, all that stuff. I'm glad you and I have not gone with the low-hanging fruit like other colleagues in the sports media world of, you know, it's Brady again, right? This is Belichick <laughs> 2.0. You see what he did? He thanked Bruce Arians. He didn't thank Belichick long enough. He ran him out of town one time seven weeks ago. Uh, Bruce Arian said Brady didn't play well, and Brady took it to heart, and he wanted him fired. Like there, there is no concrete evidence from comparison, comparison, comparing a Brady and Belichick's relationship to Arians and Brady's relationship because we had books 
books, 500 pages on here's Belichick, here's Brady, here's the feud, here's this, here's detailed from Seth Wickersham and more breaking down this whole stuff. All it is is speculations with Arians and Brady's potential beef because there is none. Like people are truly trying to make something up that is not there. You're telling me in 2022, no one could find a story? Well, they had a dust up this week. That week, people were dying to find that because that's juicier, that's more intriguing, that's didn't happen. Just didn't. Well, go look. Cover that team go didn't have it. go yeah. look. The weeks where Arians criticized Brady, he would normally follow up with a big game. It, like he, it wasn't. I don't think it was adversarial. I think it was. Huh, this is a kind of motivation I haven't had. Like, or, or at least haven't had by by a guy who I'm, I can be friends with a day later. I saw um, what Diana Rossini was talking about Todd Bowles and why he makes sense for Brady. Uh, and she said, like, he's very Patriot-like. Like, he doesn't have a lot of personality. He doesn't do very Patriot's way. And I kept thinking to myself, like, why do, why do people think that's a good thing for Brady? Because if Brady wanted the Patriot's way, Brady could be a Patriot. Patriot. Like, he, like, <laughs> like, that's you know. I was really hoping to get like um, like uh, something like a, a Chevy Silverado, and then he got her over at Mohawk Chevy. Went or or apparently you can have a Chevy Silverado. Like like, like you know what I mean? Like I I wanted something right. patriot like. Would you like to be a patriot? Oh no 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 no. That's that's too easy. Like <laughs> I don't I don't think that like. I don't think he disliked Arians. Was he different? Was there probably some growing pains? A hundred percent. But Arians is also the kind of guy, like, you look at the quarterbacks he's dealt with historically. The Peyton Mannings, the Ben Roethlisberger's of the world. Wait, those aren't the easiest dudes to deal with. Like, you talk about, you're coaching Peyton Manning. He might know more about the sport than you. <laughs> like, he might be the guy, like, Bruce Arians is like, I'm really smart. I'm the quarterback whisperer. Oh, uh, Peyton Manning. He don't need to whisper to. Like, you know, like, like right. Roethlisberger thinks he knows more than you do. Brady is right up there now, like. He has no problem dealing with these guys. Like thinking that it's like some kind of civil war would keep them from getting back together to win another Super Bowl, I think is silly. I think realistically speaking, and why would it be the defensive coordinator at that point? If this was really Brady's move, wouldn't he put his guy in charge? Yes, and that's that's it right there, right? Um, comparison to the NFL the last five years. This is gonna sound silly now, but Baker Mayfield and Freddie Kitchens, right? You had a quarterback that clearly wanted another coach they thought was going to work better with. So they brought him Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray, although a little different because Kingsbury drafted Murray, but same thing. Quarterback and head coach, same, matched, everything else. This is the way they want to do Why in the world would Brady want to get rid of Bruce Arians for Todd Bowles? Makes no sense. Like, it wasn't like Todd Bowles was drawing up schemes and doing wide receiver routes. No, like, Brady, this is like, I think a lot of people know this, but I think it's worth reminding people. Brady's not watching the defensive film. Like Brady is watching the defensive film of the other teams, but Brady's not sitting there watching what the DBs and defensive line are doing. He's not working with Todd Bowles really on a daily basis ever. He's working with Bruce Arians. He's working with Byron Leftwich. And sometimes he might even not work with Leftwich. He'd be like, I got this. Like, I'll tell them what they're going to run. And if Arians doesn't like it, well, who are they going to listen to? Tom Brady or me? And I think Bruce Arians even had a quote about that. He's like, I'm telling these rookies what routes to run. They don't listen to me. Brady tells them, and all of a sudden, yes, sir, I'm going to run that route. Yeah. So Brady gets it. So yeah, it doesn't make sense. If another younger coordinator came in and took the role, we'd all be like, okay, roll our eyes. Like, all right, yeah, yeah right. Brady wanted that guy. It just didn't happen. Yeah. And I think you're in good. I think they're actually still in good shape for at least one more. You know what I mean? Cause you're going to get these guys, you know, the Julian Edelman um, 
April Fool's joke got a lot of people. Yeah, but I, I don't phone was lighting up with that. I was like, God, how can you guys pay him this much? I'm like, guys, April Fool's. Oh, I hate this day. I'm trying to think of the things that actually got me. Like the one thing that that I don't even think it really got me, but it really got my wheels turning was the Hooters uh, seltzers. Yeah. <laughs> if you didn't see this one, Hooters had like three flavors of seltzers. One was like creamy ranch. Um, I can't. Oh, dill pickle. And then one was like buffalo something. And I'm like looking at the buffalo one, and I'm like, if that was part of a Bloody Mary, that would be that that would be fire. That'd be fire right there, guy. Fire. So. That that kind of got me for a second because I started dreaming about and you know give it up for a fat guy dreaming about freaking food and drinks, um, but the Edelman one is it still an April Fool's joke if he eventually does play for the for the Bucks? No, no, right? Because then it just becomes then it just becomes teasing at that point, right? Like like you teased that it was going to happen. Spoiler alert! Like maybe the numbers won't make sense. Is he still under contract or is he is he completely free and clear? Free and clear. Yeah, so I mean, I just if I'm him, I don't go to camp. I don't want any part of camp. I don't need camp. I know how to get in shape. I know how to stay healthy. I know how to do all this stuff. I go work with a trainer, week two or three. Hey everybody, I'm here. What do you need? Hey everybody, let's go, Tommy. Tommy. He's like he'll done. start wearing Tommy Brady shirt soon. Edelman is not coming back. He, you don't think he, so? No, no. He had a nice career. I think I saw him on a video recently. He looks kind of smaller than usual. Like he doesn't look like he's in football shape. And he's in this weird spot of because of Schefter, really, that there's talk he might be a Hall of Fame wide receiver. He's not getting in the Hall of Fame, but if he comes back, he'll slam the door and be like, We talked about this guy as a Hall of Famer. No, no, no. He's gonna go out on top, make people debate what his career was really like. He has no reason to come back. Now he's good. I don't know. Brady's like the Pied Piper, though. He starts playing that flute. All of a sudden, you know, Gronk puts on 20 pounds, comes back. You know, I could, I, I, I don't, I'd be shocked if he was there for camp or week one or two or three. But if, you know, somebody gets hurt, whoever, I, you know, not, not Mike Evans, because Mike Evans gets hurt, just hang it up. It's over. Cause he is a Hall of Fame receiver that gets no respect. Um, if, if somebody got hurt, I could, I could 100% see a scenario where he's, he's this, yeah, I put on six pounds. I'm good to go. You know, like I'm not gonna. I'm you know we're gonna have to build me up over the course of the season. I'll 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 run. You know, I want I want three targets in week one. I want four targets in week. Two, you know what I mean? Like, but yeah, I'll never shut the door on these guys anymore. Ooh, there's an update coming. Uh, <laughs> and so am I. Uh oh, sorry. Um, update for my computer. Actually, you do you want breaking like somewhat breaking news? Yeah, I heard the word update. I'm like, uh-oh, I saw your phone light up. I thought you had your Empire uh, phone in front of you. <laughs> Everything is Empire right now. Um, there's a report that um, – what's his face there? The guy who, who who got traded away from the 76ers. I just looked up and I'm, I'm spacing. Ben Simmons? Here. Simmons has, uh, has filed a grievance to try to get $20 million in salary back from the 76ers. <laughs> Let me say this for Tom Gurka, who's probably not watching. Fuck Ben Simmons. Um <laughs> Wait a he's, second. He's filing a grievance. What's the grievance? He wants his twenty million back. For what? Yeah. He didn't want to play. That's I, I listen. Contract's contract. I'm sorry. You know. He, he said gets, he. Hang on a second. He, he said he had mental health issues. That's why he had to yeah, step away. Right. Oh. Yeah. He was very depressed because they took twenty million dollars away from him. <laughs> he's the worst. He sucks, dude. He's you know terrible. what's gonna happen though? Like you got to file that because they're gonna give you what six, eight, ten, just to shut you up and make it go away. He doesn't want to play basketball. If anymore. you don't He's file good. that paperwork, you don't get six plus million dollars. 
awful. Doesn't want to play. I would love to play this game. Who's going to suit up in the NBA first or more? Yeah, sooner. Ben Simmons or Zion. Both guys just don't want to play right now. Just just want to collect their money. We're good. Uh, Zion, ben Simmons Zion, just got out of get traded. Zion will get traded next in the offseason. Mm-hmm. What, what's, he's almost up too, right? Yep. He's got one more year left. Yeah. They'll get something for him in the offseason. Uh, probably Julius Randle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And then we'll get another fat guy in New York, so I have to sumo him for supremacy. It'll be great. It'll be it'll be phenomenal. You know how weird it would have been now thinking back if, if it was Zion, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie in the Knicks. I didn't even know. Like obviously they'd be winning more games, but it would be a daily soap opera with those three if they were all playing for the oh. Knicks. Well, the only the problem is they who when would they play? You think about the, right. are, there, are there three are there three superstars in the NBA right now who play less than those three guys? No. Like if you add all their games up, is it one season in the last like three seasons? It's it's got to be it's got to be close. Um, the only reason the Knicks would make any sense for Zion is RJ Barrett because their college relationship. Because you know, RJ Barrett was able to get a lot out of Zion, and I, I think because if you look historically, that team was supposed to be Barrett's team. It wasn't supposed to be Zion's team. Zion was such a freak and stepped up and, and was so what's fun to watch it became zion's team that was supposed to be rj barrett's team so maybe they could do it again the right way in uh in, in mass square garden at least i can yeah and don't forget about cam reddish either because cam reddish did yeah. play on that team as well and right. reason, i had a pause on cam reddish there for a second because he got traded from the hawks and initially there was like a block on the trade like a physical went wrong money went wrong he is on the Knicks, just to confirm for those who hadn't cool. followed that poster but there was some issues with that trade that almost didn't ha- have it happen um, if you're looking for a new home, you should call my good friend Cindy Martin. She's part of the Jen Karam <laughs> team over at Howard Hannah Realty. Love Cindy, she is the best. I was just talking about her the other day with a friend of mine who may or may not be putting their house on the market because it, it's very scary right now. You hear all these conversations about interest rates and, and values and all these things and how it's going to take place, whatever. I got to be honest with you. I wouldn't even consider selling my house without talking to a great realtor. And that's what you're doing when you talk to Cindy Martin. Cynthia Martin at HowardHanna.com. 518-932-5558. 518-932-5558. She is phenomenal. She works locally. She works globally. She has an amazing team of inspectors and attorneys that she works with. So trust me when I tell you that she is exactly who I would talk to and have been talking to about my house. And I just like to talk to her. She's a good person. Uh, but if you're thinking about it and you're like, what is, if I do it now, what do I do next? Whatever. She'll sit down and get a whole strategy together with you and you'll be good to go. Cindy Martin, Howard Hanna Realty. She is the best. 518-932-5558. LeVac and guys, make sure you're checking us out uh, on the Tech East Fire and Water Restoration Facebook page. Good number to have with you. You know, good, good company to have in your back pocket when you do own a house. Uh, I'm amazing. God's it's, it's amazing to me that God hasn't needed us yet. Um, <laughs> you actually, your basement floods. Like, why haven't we been over to fix that? I don't understand. No, no, no. It's fine. Um, we might need it's some fine. help. It's fine. We got a boat. We're good. Something happened in the backyard. I might text you about later. I don't okay. remember what it was. I think I'm okay for now. My fence my is mind. Wreck. My, my fence, like, there's like, my fence is, if you, if you, if you've been following me, on social media or on the radio, you know that like since I bought this house, one of the best things about it is it has this like really nice white PVC fence. Like it's just they're expensive, but they're really really nice. They're worth it, especially if somebody else put it up. And you don't have to pay for it. Um, 
I had a tree fall through a section. I had a tree break another section, like whatever, all these things. Well, in the back, I paid a company that I'm very good friends with and I thought they did a good job. I paid them to straighten the back and it didn't take. So that with the windstorm, I've got two sections of fence, one that blew out completely. The other one that like looks like, you know, like like one of those old like game <laughs> things. Or, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, just ridiculous. So like, but luckily one of our guys over at tech, he used to, he has a history in fences. So he's going to like come over and help me fix it. But it's just such a, like, if I get a couple more pieces out, it's almost worth taking it to insurance because they're so freaking expensive. It's like $800 a slot. It's like whatever. So um, just something to keep in mind. And those are the kind of questions you can ask it. Techies, fire and water restoration. We'll be happy to help you. Uh, <laughs> so, so there, there, there is, there is that. Uh, the back guys, guys, I don't know what, what I, I'm lost now. That we're talking about how expensive my fence is. It, uh, really I feel like, do we want to do an exciting story that I want to hear about your life, or do we want to do the sad one? I don't know, sad me is not the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's just do that. There you go. I even finish the description. There's, a, right, so, so there's an update for Dwayne Killings in New Albany. Yeah, according to Twitter, uh, Roger Weiland of 13 here locally in the capital region. And is he, he's on a radio station too, right? I don't think so. I assume that radio station is folded, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, actually, Roger Weiland. Actually, he does have Coach Dominaz on with him every Monday morning. At, uh, at noon, uh, 104.515. Uh, Roger Weiland tweeted this out last night. He said that Dwayne Killings will be retained as the UAlbany men's basketball coach. For those who have just followed the story, there's been an investigation pending from back in November. Uh, Dwayne Killings allegedly assaulting, hitting, physical altercation with a player on the team. And then this past week, it had been reported that the investigation had concluded According to sources that I had, it said didn't go well and don't even need sources to figure that one out. Like, hey, if it leaked this week, how do you think it happened? Do you think like the kid just made up the story? Do you think it didn't happen? There's witnesses there. They probably interviewed all the players on the team and said, yeah, this happened. The end. So it seemed as if he was going to be let go. They're going to fire him with cause probably next week. I think I told you on Tuesday, a week from that day, because it's following the national championship and the final four this week is a big week when it comes to coaches networking and everything there, whatever city is hosting the final four in that week. But now a report comes out that he's staying. And this is following a rally of support for coach that happened locally here in the capital region. So Levesque, that's the only thing that makes sense to me. He is going to get fired. There is no way he can save his job unless some miracle is too much of a stretch, unless something happens. Okay. Do yeah. you think like the rally was, Big enough to save his job? Is his agent Ari Gold from Entourage? Something doesn't make sense here, Levac, unless you're getting a different feeling than I am. So so here's here's where here's where it is, right? So we know they like coach killings. I I, I we know they do, right? Um the reason you fire a coach after a situation like this is is one of two things, maybe both. One, you don't think this is an isolated incident. You think that he could possibly become physical with another student athlete in the future, and you can't have that. This tip of the iceberg kind of stuff. So you let him go. Two, you are so wary of the public backlash that you got to let him go because you can't deal with it. So if you believe this is an isolated incident, this may maybe maybe this particular student athlete, and I I have no info, I have no insider info. This is all speculation. It's reckless speculation. That's what I'm doing right now. Maybe you believe this particular incident, the student athlete bears a lot of the burden of what happened here. 
and that Dwayne Killings both would never do this on a normal level and has 100% learned his lesson. And then you see the public outcry to keep his job. Then you go, huh, maybe he should stay. Like, why would I get rid of him if everyone loves him? And this is an isolated incident. You know, you put him on, you put him on probation, you do some things, like you make him take anger management, you do all, all that stuff that they make people do when they when they screw up. And then you go about your business. Because again, if there's no public backlash, why am I why would I fire him if I don't think he's gonna do this again? That last part you just said, right? The public backlash. We've watched bigger coaches with bigger names, and this is probably too much of an extreme comparison, but I'm talking more about the rally sense, like a Bobby Knight at Indiana. Um I don't want to go paterno, but like a pater- like coaches who had built a legendary status within a certain city would always have fans because of the success that they had. So that's usually what happens. And that's that's not rare in college of, hey, this coach means a lot to the community, both success-wise, business-wise. People know our city because of that. We are going to rally around it. That's not rare in college sports. What's rare is in year one with a team with a losing record. Like That is an unbelievable feat to pull off it. You have a losing record following a coach that had the most success of any coach in the history of the program for 20 years. And within that one year, and it's about a physical uh, altercation with a player and you're able to get any support. Now, how did that happen? Did his agent call everybody he knew, rallied the troops and said, hey, we need to have his back. Has he built up a great relationship with just people? He's a great person. I don't know him personally. I've never talked to him before. I would lean towards that. I would lean towards that. Maybe that's it. Sure. Like, And maybe that's a case of why he was able to pull that off and have it happen. There's still a part of me, and I'm only doing this because of the events of the last 24 hours. I'm a little nervous about Rogers' report. I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm not saying he's wrong because if he, <laughs> here's the thing: if he puts it out there, he doesn't miss. You know, like he does not miss on anything he ever puts out there. The only reason I bring this up is for two reasons. One, uh, earlier in the day, he got fooled with an April Fool's joke about Salisbury lacrosse. So it was like. The April Fool's joke, and then then it was like the Dwayne Killings thing where I'm like, maybe wait till the next morning to hold off on that one because you can't get burned on a bad report and then follow up. You can't go 0 for 2 at the plate with that. So that's it. Like I've never, ever doubted it. I know he probably got it right, but that plus a Friday 9 o'clock message, that's not a Friday news dump. That's a Friday hide. Like, nobody noticed this. Yeah. Don't right. let Michael Kelly know. Don't well, let single ace know. Like that that whole timing is a little weird to me too. But I mean, you got you got to you got to think about this, right? So you talked about like historically great successful coaches getting rallies to protect their jobs. Where was the rally to have him fired? Because the, this there's <laughs> factor one. Let's pretend. I know nothing. Pretend isolated incident. You have every reason to believe this will never happen again. So now it goes to public. Now it's it's. I believe in Dwayne Killings. He's going to take whatever punishment we give him. Maybe, maybe we find him uh, again. Maybe probably he's probably taking anger management courses. There, I I guarantee those are in there. I guarantee you got you almost have to do that. Like that's that's like before you even don't collect, don't pass, don't pass go, don't collect two hundred dollars. Anger management. You got to take anger management. So that's all done. So now all that's left is will this affect the fan base? The student base, will this affect the, will there be riots, will there be whatever, you know, riots, big uh, protests. Not only would, did no one hold up a sign that said fire Dwayne Killings, they held up signs that said keep Dwayne Killings. So now, all right, I've already established, I don't think this is ever going to happen again. This is an isolated incident and there's more to it. There's mitigating factors that nobody realizes. And I'm not going to get crap over it. 
Why would I start over? Sure, a losing record year. So year one, you're supposed to have a losing record. You're playing. You're not. You're not even playing with Will Smith's guy. Will Smith. Will Brown's guys. Will Smith. Talk about hitting somebody. Will Smith. <laughs> right. Talk about that too. Yeah. He gets to keep his Oscar. Um, like you're not even keeping Will Brown's guys because the transfer portal and everything. Everybody bailed. So you're starting over in a COVID universe. Whoever comes in right now is going to have a losing year. In, in, unless you get Jay Wright somehow, you know, you're going to have a losing year. Why start over if you don't have to? I'll still, it'll be interesting to see if, if, if it does, if he does get to stay, but if he does, I'm, I'm behind it. You want you want to hear the most unpopular take for a lot of people. There's hmm. a lot of mouthy kids out there nowadays. And if this happened to be one of them and I don't know it, and he, he pushed the wrong button at the wrong time. It's never right to hit somebody. But sometimes it might be okay. <laughs> sometimes I might get behind it. I don't I just, I know there's points in my life I deserve to cuff in the mouth. Back in my day, you could get them. <laughs> but, like, I'm just saying. I don't know. It just, it sounds like there's way more to this than we realize. And it sounds like that Coach Killings has done enough that you're going to judge him on his body of work, not his worst moment of work. The transfer portal you brought up, too. I know the critics of Dwayne Killings will probably say, look at all the players transferring. Yes, it's because it's a lot of different recruits. And that is just life in college basketball. That's it. Like everybody gets transfers every single, there's going to be like a thousand transfers, whether that's good for the sport or bad for the sport, completely different discussion for that. But yeah, I don't know if there's a correlation here between directly of what happened on that incident that's being investigated and potential transfers from the program. That's too hard to correlate. That as being really easy. Uh, One thing you also, you know what? This is interesting because you and I have gone through this now for two years, how you Albany has handled this story is a different method then maybe some schools would use it because whether it be a media company, a sports team, a business, everybody uses controversy to handle it differently. It seems from my perspective and media company, Albany empire, they've tried to act like it hasn't happened. Like if we don't bring it up, if we don't put out press releases, if we don't comment, we'll let it go for like a week and people will forget about it. We'll just move on. Some people have that as their strategy or the strategy is, Hey, Let's face this head on. Let's give everybody the information of what happened. You take the judgment from where you want to go. The attention is still on our program because I've seen this on social media. I found it fascinating that some people have said, you Albany is acting like they don't have a basketball program. If you're you Albany on a national scale, you might know you Albany basketball still more than you know lacrosse and football. That's not a shot to the other coaching staffs. It's just that on a national March Madness stage, you Albany has played in March Madness. But you Albany athletic directors, you Albany executives, whatever, have tried to back off. That's their strategy. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but it's a fascinating way to see that being handled of, let's just hope this blows over and we'll act like it never happened. You and I have seen other people use different methods to address controversy, let's just say, over the last two years. But here's the thing, right? Why am I going to help you get dirt on me? Because right now it's not out there. No one is talking about what this deal is. No one is talking about the actual details. I have... I have friends in media who I have I've blatantly asked, hey, I won't say what happened. Tell me. They will not tell me. And I know they know, or at least they have, they've heard the story. When we did a Monday through Friday, 3 to 7 p.m. radio show, these people would have told me. They're not telling me, which tells me that either the person who told them the details they have ultimate respect for and won't mess with, or the person this story is about, AKA Dwayne Killings, they have ultimate respect for and won't mess with. 
either one of those things tells me you Albany is not going to help us put this story together. Hey, if you, I'm not going to stop you. Go get it. If you want to go get it, go ahead. But why would I help you? I want this to go away. Why wouldn't I want this to go away? Uh, either way, even if I decided to move on from Coach Killings, I, I still want this to go away right afterwards. But I, I just – I can't help but feel like there's a lot more to it than we realize. And by more to it, I mean – however these circumstances play out reasonable people are able to look at Dwayne Killings and go, I'm not ready to fire you over this. And reasonable people are willing to go, I'm going to support you during this. So I, you know me, I'm never a big fan of people getting fired if I can help it. So I want to see how it plays out. And if they go, if they stay with them and everything's fine, I would love if the story went away. You know, it'll it'll come out eventually in all its details, all its all its great glory. But right now, I'm good with it. One other thing to add, just for perspective, for some who may not know, his contract runs till 2026. So if they struggle for the next two to three years, this might be a four, five, six year struggle because they have to pay his contract. So just something to keep in mind: 2026 is his final year of his contract. Think, 2025, think about, 2026. Think about this, then, guys. Right? Isn't that more proof that they stand behind him? Because right now I could fire you for cause. I don't have to pay you out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right now I that's can, exactly you can right. sue me if you want. That's fine. I got I got there's a nice law department over here at you all, but it will be fine. Um, so I think they believe in them because otherwise you clip them right now, you don't have to pay them out till 2026. So I again I my instinct on him is he's a good guy. Have I been wrong before? Oh yes. Every time I look in the mirror, I think that's a good guy. <laughs> but no, so my instincts are he's a good guy. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'll I'll live with that. But I also thought Duke was going to be crap in the in the tournament this year. So, but I think I think he's a good guy, and I think that's what you're seeing. I think you're seeing a good guy who made a mistake, did something he shouldn't have done, and everybody's rallying around to go. You know what? Let's not let's not just give in to cancel culture, especially when it's not even here yet. Like we're now we're not even like we're not even waiting for cancel culture to attack anymore. It's like we better oh my god fi- fire them. Why? Why? Because they're gonna complain. Wait, gonna? They haven't done it yet. <laughs> okay, all right. Let's do that's that. always what happens. They're not complaining as much as we thought. We're safe. Yeah, right. coach can stay. Right. Woo! right. So, like I said, we'll see how it plays out. I, I hope I hope that it's one of those things where cooler heads prevail and, and everything's gonna be everything's gonna be good good dude though just to, he in my opinion i could be wrong i could be wrong uh the back guys it is uh the techies fire and water restoration facebook page as well as godzilla media's youtube and then if you're listening to us later pretty much everywhere just i mean the you know the the laughter of a child you can hear levant guys um the you know the the farts of a unicorn is actually where we replayed the most uh just above spotify <laughs> I want an update on Guardians of the Galaxy. Quit stalling. I've been asking oh. you about this all week. Can I get an update? You gave me a little picture. All you did was send me a picture, right. and I'm like, you know what? Right. Don't even tell me until the next time we talk, because I want right. every detail about this. I uh, I was bamboozled. I was I was no. I was, I was, I was bamboozled. I was I was bamboozled. Um, I was so mad. So they. Played it so professionally. It's like nine nine. It's like a, a it's, it's it's actually an agency, right? So I get this thing that like, hey, we'd like for you to audition to be an extra in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. I'm like, f yeah, let's go. I mean, maybe maybe my searches, maybe you know some of the news articles, somebody did it. Uh, so I, I sign up. I had three times I could sign up for. 
and the group I'm in is only like eight people. So this lady jumps on the Zoom thing, and you know, I'm sitting right here, and we're going through it all, and she's she's talking to us by name. It's almost like you know, like romper room. Like I see Jeff, and I see, but um, and I'm like, all right, cool, cool, cool. We get to a point where she's explaining everything they do. So they need people of all ages, sizes, colors, this, that. They do modeling. They do this. They do that. The other thing. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, they're trying to get me signed up for an agency. This is it's interesting. Okay. All right. We'll keep going. Let's see what they got. You know, now I'm like, part of me is going, huh, am I actually getting scouted to join an agency on top? Like, yeah, get me this. And then that's how we'll prove we can work with you. I'm like, I really want to do some voice acting. That'd be really cool. <laughs> Get to a point, and she goes, all right, everybody, just fill out this thing. And then you look at the thing, and it's a contract, basically, that says I'm going to let – like, you're putting your credit card information. You're going to pay them, like, $99.99 up front and $39 a month, and they'll get you casting, and they'll get you this, and they'll get you that. So one of the one of the other people on the thing must have put in a message. She goes, okay, Patricia, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 are one of the films we're working with, but this is – and she says she's not going to go on until you fill this thing out. So until they ding you for a hundred bucks, she's not even going to get into the actual casting. So I was like, leave, I'm out. Like it was just, it was a timeshare of like acting is what it was. So I was like all bummed out um, for a little bit. And I started thinking about, I was like, well, you know what? Maybe it's time I actually put my reel together again and start sending it out. Maybe I do need an agent and then I'll see how much Godzilla has, has to pay me then. But like it, it's cause I never even thought like, I don't really want to be an extra, but like, I've always wanted to do a cartoon voice. I've always wanted to do a video game. I've always wanted to do something like an animated movie, something like that. So I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll go after it. You know, I'll get the team set up for the empire. And then as soon as I have some downtime, I'll start. I've got everything I need to record right here. I've got six different microphones. What, what do you want? <laughs> How do you want to do it? Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to take it as a positive, even though I got screwed and I fell for it. I'm glad you've got a good attitude about this because yes, you've gotten scammed and unfortunately you were smart enough. Uh, fortunately you were smart enough not to put your money through because uh, I hinted at this a little bit. I'm like, Levesque, I hope there it is. Your dad, my casting company is looking for Cary Grant types. I think you would be perfect. Like Cary Grant right now. Uh <laughs> <laughs> my dad had a similar experience. Levesque. He was trying for years to get on survivor almost to the T of what you just said. They had a survivor casting application that helped you get through. They said, we'll put you on the show for survivor. We'll get you in contact with the producers and everything. All you gotta do is pay us X amount of dollars. He's like, nice try. Yeah. That's a scam. Yeah. Nice try. Yep. So very well, similar to what happened to him. With your, does your dad have a temper? Cause like I, he's never, it's never, it's never shown near me. I think everybody does. I mean, it doesn't right. come out that often. I'm sure every guy does, especially competitive guys. Yeah. I think, cause I, I, I would, like survivor physically speaking and being a coach i think he would do really really well but i could also see somebody like being a, an a-hole and then your dad just finally going all right enough <laughs> <laughs> i can't leave and then, and then done here. right, oh right. God. and then it's over and then it's That's all done the worst and then he's on the he's on the banana boat over to the main island. It's, it's I would be time. fascinated by his diary sessions or his like one on one interviews. I just like to see if like he just do a full podcast with them. I actually that would be my most fascinating part if my dad got on a reality show. My dad has this theory of what he'd do on reality shows is that he'd always call people by the wrong name throughout the entire season and then like act like there's <laughs> other like he'd have this whole theory that like there's actually a separate island that he's working with and like just like bizarre stuff that he'd do to just throw people off the entire season. I'm like. I would watch all of that. 
I would you, that would be the number one fan of that. Just some guy created his own show and throwing people off. I like the people who, when they're off doing their own thing, they talk to the camera like it's like somebody at home. Like, would it would it be you or your mom? Who would he talk to? <laughs> hey, Tommy boy, I can't believe we're still here, huh? Like, or would it, you know? Yeah, I think he's exactly what would happen. Yeah, so you do the whole thing. Hey, is your name Gary? Are you Gary the cameraman? Are you voting this week? Just wild stuff like that. Um, all right. So, yeah, the agency game you're talking about. Yeah. yeah that's a weird, for Bummer. radio, television, newspaper, that's a strange game. I don't think you need an agent because in 2022, you can find your own opportunities. But it's an interesting game to dive into. You, oh, that's odd. One of the people who has to pay me for my services doesn't think I need an agent. Wow, it sounds like I'm back in radio. Well, speaking about that, don't forget about Jared Lozier. If you need someone on your side to help you with your money, he will help you save. That's Jared Lozier, Northeastern Insurance. He could be your agent. I want Jared to be your agent. You know what? No, Jared, no, you don't offer the service. No. Media agent, Jared Lozier. No. Have you ever wanted to start a podcast or a radio show or write for a newspaper or television? No, Jared Lozier is now a media any of agent. Those things. Five one eight. Busy being your your insurance person. Nine five six three seven five three. They call him the Ari Gold of Northeastern Insurance. Second entourage reference this episode. I'm pumped about that. I'm bummed no one has has sent us deface pictures of his billboard yet. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> if you still want to, Jared said. What, what happens if you send him one? I gotta send him gear. I have to send Godzilla Media gear. You send so. me a picture. We, of we're gonna pick the, our favorite, and we're gonna send him Godzilla Media gear. J A R. E-D-L at nemail.com. If you want to save money on your home insurance, your car, your small business, let him shop the market for you, the quotes for you. He will send you a free quote today. And if you find, where's the billboard again, back in Latham? It's on, uh, it's on route two. Route, route two. two. And like, you see, like on the bottom of the hill, when you're going, when you go from Latham to Cahoe. There you go. Route two, bottom of the hill. Send him a photo, J A R E D L, N email.com or at the Jeff Levac on Twitter, Gaz at GazillaMedia.com. You send us a photo with some type of Photoshop or some type of defacement. I will send you a free Gazilla Media polo. How about that? Ooh. If I have it in stock after our March Madness giveaway. <laughs> uh, Should you pick printer. your favorite and do it? 518 956 3753. Why am I waving a pencil around? Jared know. Lozier, Northeastern Insurance. You're aggressive. You're being aggressive. I don't have a pencil, a laser pointer. What am I? Oh, if we ever go out to dinner, I, you've never done this to me, but some of my friends, this is an old the cat came running. Movie. As soon as I moved the laser pointer, the cat came running. People used to wave knives at me, and I'd jump like really far as if I didn't trust people with knives. So next time we go out and grab food, if you start waving a knife at me, I will jump back. I won't do it. Stab me. Yeah, because like I'll be the one who like accidentally slips and like it's stuck between your eyes, just not deep enough to do any damage, but it's there. Uh, I don't want any part of that. I don't need that in my life. What I do, I'm, I, I think I'm, I think I'm excited about WrestleMania. Yeah, all right. I think this is what's happened to me during the pandemic. I've started to watch a little more wrestling. Um, two nights, night one tonight. What, are, what are we doing? What are we focused on here for night one? I'm excited about the Seth Rollins versus mystery opponent. Seth Rollins has been teasing on Twitter that it could be Bray Wyatt, it could be Undertaker, it could be. You know it's gonna it be Cody. It's yeah, gonna be Cody Rhodes. Yeah, right. It's gonna be Cody Rhodes. But I like how the whole buildup to this thing has happened. And for those who don't follow this, Cody Rhodes basically started his own wrestling company with Shad Khan, Tony Khan's son. Shad Khan owns the Jags, and it's all elite wrestling. And he's basically it's like the old '90s days, '90s WCW versus WWF. So I love really. that. I, I think the still females a lot of people don't know who AW is though. Yeah, it's true. 
Uh, Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair and Charlotte Flair well, versus Ronda I Rousey. I was going to say this for Q&A in the day, but you already answered Ooh, okay. one. So, Tom Gross, two questions. Who do you think the mystery opponent will be for Seth Rounds? Um, and who do you think will win the winner-takes-all match between Lesnar and Roman Reigns? So, that's what, so I mean, they, they kind of fill into So with, with, Okay, I, I would so, say... You already Co- said Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes makes the, the most sense. Yeah, right? and it would be really cool. The fans really want that, so I'm going for Cody. That second one... Boy, I'm sick of seeing Lesnar and Reigns. However, of all these matches that they've had, it's got to be at least eight at this point over like six years. This is the best one because it works better when it was Roman Reigns is a good guy, a baby face, and it was Brock Lesnar's the heel, the bad guy. The crowd didn't like it. But now Brock Lesnar is a good guy. Roman Reigns is a bad guy and everybody loves it. Like they're just better characters. Like Roman Reigns should have been a bad guy for a lot longer. And Brock Lesnar is doing this like cowboy shtick where he's got the hat and the big right. beard and act like he doesn't know how. And he's the fans love it. So uh, I would pick Lesnar because it's the good guy winning the main event at WrestleMania. So I'd usually go good guy, good moment winning. And maybe Lesnar reigns isn't over. So I would pick Brock Lesnar to win the main event tomorrow night. Of it's, night two. By the way, it's two nights now because there's so many matches for those wondering. Night one tonight, night two tomorrow. Is. Has, has Reigns, does Reigns have the record now for the longest reign? Because I heard that's what they wanted to do. Yes, he does. So, yeah, so, all right, I'll go Lesnar then, too. I'm, I'm, I'm in on Lesnar. Anyway, is that tonight or tomorrow night? So, that is tomorrow night. Tonight's that's for women. Uh, tonight's Cody Rhodes, or Seth Rollins, I should say. Uh, tomorrow's like more like entertainment stuff, like Johnny Knoxville's tomorrow, Pat McAfee's tomorrow. So, a little bit more entertainment stuff tomorrow, so- more pro wrestling stuff tonight. Uh, well, no, tonight's The Miz, right? Yeah, The Miz and Logan Paul. Oh, The Paul. Miz and Jake and Logan Paul. That's right. One of the Paul yeah, brothers. one of the Pauls. One of them. That is going to be a weird moment in my life because I grew up, my favorite wrestler when I was a kid was Rey Mysterio. I was like seven, eight years old. Right. And Rey Mysterio's son is now his tag team partner. And there's a chance whenever that match goes on, my son might be awake to watch it with me. And I'm going to be like, this is, this is bizarre. And, and, and <laughs> oddly enough, moment. Y- your son is the size of Rey Mysterio. So very... <laughs> Very interesting uh, thing going on right there. Um, I don't know. Like I, I, I'm trying to think. Like the Becky Lynch thing. I like Becky as a heel. She's good. Um, I, I think they're ruining the whole Drew McIntyre thing, especially when he almost killed that Mad Cop Moss dude. Uh, there's, there's a lot of cool stuff, but nothing. What about know, this? Uh, tomorrow night, Pat McAfee for the brand. What about tonight? There's rumors that Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair is not going to be the closer, like the show ender. They're going to put Stone Cold and Kevin Owens in their like talk show segment at the end. Do you like the idea of Stone Cold after 19 years potentially closing night one of WrestleMania? It's weird to close it without an actual match. But yeah, no, that works because, you know, they'll do the beers and all the fun stuff. And he's he's got that new light light beer out. So, yeah, it, that's you got. I think a lot of people are going to tune in for Stone Cold. That's so he's night one. We think we don't know. Yes, he is night one. They just don't know He's when. One? Okay. The, ru- the rumor out there was that they wanted to sell tickets so bad for Stone Cold. They said, you know what? There's actually the possibility of people seeing Stone Cold and leaving. So let's not put him on until later. I'm like, yeah, actually, I could see that. I could see some people watching like the whole Stone Cold thing and being like, all right, that's all I wanted to see. Uh, why did I just flash the Amazon card? Well, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to watch it anymore. Or who-, who wants to be the wrestler to go on after Stone Cold? Nobody wants to go on after Stone Cold. Yeah, you almost have to do it in the very, very beginning. Or the very end. You almost you, you almost can't do it at, at you know just randomly throughout the night. Uh 
what else what else are there anything else in there that that we definitely you're really excited about for like i want bobby lashley versus almost omas omas is kind of cool just two just two titans going after yeah. with each other yeah those uh yeah that's probably like a handful of matches i'm really pumped for but i think it's gonna be a really good card i really like wrestlemania and i think some really good stuff hey buddy any other that's surprise me. appearances i would say no come here uh, i like come surprise here. appearances. here comes some- here comes rex mysterio jr Tell him what you got. All right. Maybe he doesn't yeah. want to come on camera. No. Uh, well, before we get the Q&A and end the day, Levesque, I want to tell you about Lily and David Fine Jewelers. Shout That'd out to Alyssa and everybody over there. Alyssa, David, the whole crew at Lily and David Love Fine this. Jewelers is going to help you find exactly what you're looking for. Whether it's this weekend, you got some time on your schedule. Maybe as you get closer to Easter, Mother's Day, Wedding Day, whatever's coming up here in the spring or summer for you, the spot to find it for her is Lily and David Fine Jewelers. I know from experience. Love showing off the wedding band on our video side. She can help you through the process. And you can go from girlfriend to fiance to wife. Come here, buddy. Okay. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> oh, this little guy. There's the ultimate endorsement, right? This little guy showed up because of Lily and David Fine Jewelers. Rex crashing the podcast now. Whether you're looking for the wedding band, the engagement ring, the celebration of your anniversary or more, show him the T-Rex. There you go. Very why on does brand Rex, for Why him. does Rex look more manly than you in his Carhartt? It's got his jacket. jacket yeah. Huge dinosaur that's bigger Dad, than him. Dad, put me down. I'm gonna go mow the lawn and not look like a fool when I do it. Get away, if Dad. You lo- if you love children and you love family, you'll go to Lillian <laughs> David Fine Jewelers off of Route 50, the shops of Wilton. That is the spot for you. You thought that was funny. That was you thought that was funny. <laughs> Lillian David Fine Jewelers, the new location, the shops of Wilton. Great selection for you to find. A piece of jewelry that fits your budget and more. Shout out to Alyssa, David, the whole crew there. My spot, Lillian David Fine Jewelers. You're looking for jewelry for her. That is the place you want to go here in upstate New York. Yeah, I I, I cannot I cannot agree with you more, my friend. I, I do I do love everyone there, especially Alyssa. And, and I'm, it's my understanding, if you ask very nicely, she'll propose for you. So there you go. So <laughs> service is still being offered. Yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's the way to go. All right, Q and A end of the day. We'll start with Corey from Greenwich, guys. Do you think Byron Leftwich was a discussion as coach or no? Ooh, um, I can answer. Wow, that's a that, Corey. I've never paused this long for a question you've asked. You've made me I think here. I can ask. I can All ask. right, go first, Levac. Yeah, no, because Todd Bowles has been the heir apparent ever since he started working for Bruce Harriet's. Then why didn't Leftwich leave? Did was there never a because it was Jacksonville. <laughs> I guess that's the case. You would think you'd want to be a head coach, or maybe, maybe left, which is one of these guys that just loves his spot. Maybe he just loves well, he, being a coordinator for the Bucks and doesn't want to leave. Some guys, just, maybe he's very realistic and he's not ready yet. He's still very young. Yeah. He hasn't been doing this very long. Yeah, you know. Plus, there's going to be a lot of places that are going to look at him like, "Are you really that damn good, or is it because you had Tom Brady?" Right. You know, it's just one of the questions that's going to get answered. You know, in in Vegas this year too, and and other places like these these Patriots disciples. It's like. Well, you had Belichick and Brady. All right. Well, you you had Arians and you had Brady. Are you still that good? If they if they do really well this year under Bowles, watch him get a chance to take whatever job opens up this year because it's going to be seven or eight new jobs this year, and it won't have to go to Jacksonville. So there, I'm I'm okay. I'm okay with Bowles as the head coach. I really wanted Leftwich. I've been telling you for like the last two years. I really wanted Leftwich. But if you're telling me that the offense stays the same and the defense can improve with Bowles, I can live with this. I think. If as a Buccaneer fan, not knowing the draft strategy yet or who they're going to take, it feels like they're not going to be record-wise better than they were in 2021 just because of the coaching change. That doesn't mean they can't win in the playoffs. That means the matchups aren't 
Winning-wise, Arians has shown in his career he's been a better head coach than Todd Bowles. We'll find out if that changes. Bowles, by the way, was okay for Miami. Like, he was actually he better was, in Miami in a smaller window than he was for the Jets. He was okay with the Jets, too. I mean, like, you see it with these guys where a lot of these head coaches, you they get hired by organizations that are just crap. And then, and they gotta and they gotta work for these these GMs that don't really necessarily want them or or whatever. This is a scenario where I feel like all along, especially with Bruce Arians still being a part of the organization, they wanted him. So this is when we find out what a, what kind of coach he really is. This is the year for it. You got a question? Let me keep rolling. Oh uh, yeah, we got we got a lot more questions than I realized. You keep rolling with these. I didn't realize okay. how many we had right. on here. Uh, inside the wall, so I'm assuming it's Jim. He would like to know if he can file a grievance against LeVac and Gaz for the damages that Albany did to him emotionally last season. He requests free beer from Hooters and box seats, seat tickets in MVP Arena. Beer, yes. Box seats, no. That's that's you know you're not getting box seats. You're not getting you you you'll sit you'll sit where I put you. That's all there is to it. Uh, nice try, guys. <laughs> nice try. Uh, Instacam. What up, boys? The ceiling, sky, planes, birds. Uh, my cholesterol. You're always there, Cam. Thanks, there buddy. All right. This I is got one. You got one. Go ahead. I was going to say, this one isn't really a question. It's from Corey. Um, look what you did, Levac. Your fault. All the hate against Colin Kaepernick. You did. And now he's honorary captain for our team, Michigan. Thank God for spring game only. LOL. Yeah, that was brought up to me yesterday, the day before in the office. And I just, I just put my head down. I'm just sad. Just made me sad. Thanks a lot, Corey. No, I've had two different people. This isn't just go find the clip. Give them the click. That's fine. I guess there's a clip that's going viral that people want us to talk about today of Diana Taurasi, uh, Kelsey Plum, and Sue Bird were on the women's final four broadcast, and Diana Taurasi was making gamecock jokes about the length of gamecocks. <laughs> uh, I don't have the it. audio. Yeah, I don't have the audio. I don't have I'll permission go find to use it. it. But everyone's like, you guys are going to love this. This has got to be on the show today. I'm, okay. I can't cut it during the show, guys. But, yeah, go find the Tarasi. I'm glad you guys know what's on brand for LeVac and Gazi. Diana Tarasi joking about the length of Gamecocks during last night's women's broadcast. So, thank you. What do you uh, think's I'll longer? What, what do you think's longer? The length of, of, of the, the Gamecocks, the, game, the length of the Cox, or the length of the deck at, at the hideaway? I mean, that's a long deck. It's a huge deck. Huge deck. I take deck picks on it all the time. Speaking of, I know we announced the hideaway event this upcoming weekend. So next weekend, a little change on that. So be on the lookout on social media. We got some changes okay. on the way. Also, Chad, if you're watching, I got a text you. <laughs> uh, Jim Miller. <laughs> hey, anyone notice Gaz's internet looks like it's been upgraded? No more dial-up? <laughs> you, you fix your uh, sometimes during these shows, we might have something being you. I figured it out. Thank you, Jim, for noticing. Yeah, sometimes during the show, as you see, a little guy might be popping in here. So we might be using a Chromecast. I just figured that out that that could be the reason or, uh, or uh, I use a whole new computer now. So I actually figured out my sound stuff. I'm proud of myself. I figured out the new sound on the new computer. So the computer filled I with, don't believe you. I don't believe what the sound stuff. Yeah. I don't believe you figured anything out. I, I really that, did. I believe that you don't have enough bandwidth and that when other things turn on that your internet goes to shit. That's what I believe. Can I believe the second I hit a button with sound on here and. All right, no, fine. No, I, no. I know maybe you're right. By the way, I'm, not I'm, only are you wrong about that, Tom Gross says you're wrong again because Shane McMahon is going to be the mystery opponent. If Shane McMahon shows up, that is going to be an all-time boom. If you want 70,000 people to boo a moment and get – I don't even – I'm trying to think like Hogan at the NWO, an all-time heel move. Oh, it'd be so good, though. And like, What if Shane has the match and then Cody comes out? That actually would be kind of cool, but I don't think that's going to happen. 
That'd be cool. Either way, I'm good. I'm good. I got more questions. You ready? Yeah, keep rolling. Um, let me see. Oh, I got. I got oh, one. Here, Steve, I, Steve, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, WWE still a thing? <laughs> I'm sorry, Steven. You can't win every pool. All right. Next year we'll do a bracket pool, a WrestleMania pool. You're one of the three who can still win it. I'm rooting for you. Uh, my buddy Darren's running. It. My God, how old are the Steiner brothers? I mean, what do you think Dude. Big Papa Pump was going to look like this for the rest of his life? Come on. And and he wouldn't shut the f up. Oh yeah. my God! Like I'm watching Rick Steiner looking at him like, okay, all right. And then he actually goes, well, we had four minutes and used three. So thanks for that. Rick Steiner. I mean, Rick Steiner doesn't look as great as he used to be, but it's fine. He's not like Rick Steiner looks like more naturally like where he should be right now. Yes, that's it. Scott Scott Steiner fell off fast. Like he went from Big Papa Pump to Big Papa Dump. Like it happened. It happened quick. Papa Dump. It <laughs> happened quick. That's a great nickname, Big Papa <laughs> Dump. That's what I told you. I, I take Metamucil. That's it's good. That's what I am. Yeah, I can see the commercial with Scott Steiner doing it now too. <laughs> um, here, all right. Let's see. Stephen G, uh, G. Moss again. Better odds: Raiders win the Super Bowl or Vikings get a top three pick in twenty twenty three draft? I think it's Vikings pick. Man, that's another great question. You I went with Vikings. Vikings well, because the Raiders aren't going to win the Super Bowl in twenty twenty three, and they're so the odds aren't going to be there. Vikings are in kind of a transition, you know, new coach, still got another year, Kirk Cousins. I, I would say Vikings have a better chance of a top. Like, and that's not like, like, I still, I don't think the Vikings get a top three, but I think that's more likely than the Raiders win the Super Bowl because the Raiders have to get through the West. If the matchups line up correctly, and I'm trying to do the quick math here in my head, if, if it's an eight team NFL playoff and the Raiders are like a wild card team, they could potentially get a bad division winner in the opening round in that expanded wild card. And they, because of seeding, could avoid a West team to the conference finals. I would go with the Raiders because of potential matchups in the playoffs. The Vikings are not that bad yet. I know Steven wants a new quarterback. We get it, Steven. You want a new quarterback. You don't want to pay Cousins, but it's still the Raiders. I mean, if Dalvin Cook's not healthy, if Justin Jefferson, like there's a lot that could go wrong. I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. You got have one faith over there? in your Raiders. Have faith in your Raiders, Levac. I do I have it's faith, good. but it's a, it's. I think they're close. I don't think I don't know. They, here, here's the deal with the Raiders, right? I need to see that Josh McDaniels can get them all the row in the, row in the same direction. They've got the talent. They have the talent now. Can he get all that talent to do it? Because I've historically this has happened before with the Raiders, where all of a sudden they'll sign everybody who's good, and you're like, here we go, and then like week two they're punching each other on the field. So, like, if he can, if he's the coach, I hope he is, and that's the front office. I hope they are. They could legitimately win the West. Um, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> this is the second show this week that I just got a random message during the show. Last week it was congrats, Danielle, way to go. Uh, someone named Dion just left me a direct message and said, "Hey, love the show. Don't be shocked if the three four seven writes in." I don't see your phone numbers when you guys write into the show. Uh. <laughs> what are you I don't know if they think it's like an extension of terrestrial radio. By the way, you don't have a color ID there either. Uh, if someone from a 347 area code is right into the show, hopefully we'll acknowledge you. But thank you for the well, heads up. It's just Dion letting us Dion. know Dion's going to be around. Dion's got okay. some people in his area. I don't, <laughs> okay, know, I don't know where the 347 <laughs> is. is. My phone. Aren't you getting these? Look, you got pranked with the, the Guardians of the Galaxy. I feel like there's more prank phone calls going through the last month than ever. Like, you're getting direct messages. Oh, you're getting, oh my God, it's constant. 
Three four seven, New York City. What's up? Oh, it's New York City. Okay, so yeah. maybe someone we don't notice is yeah. going to run into the show here. Shout out to New yeah, York. We got some people. We got some fans down in the city. You know? Um, <laughs> uh, Stephen G. Moss said, uh, "Duck Kirk Cousins." Um, we know what he means. Uh, <laughs> Do I you see know, a comment there from our pal Jared Lozier? Yeah. Is it? Uh, is it tequila time? Huh? Is it? <laughs> I'm down. I gotta go to maybe BJ's to week? go some shopping real quick, and then then yes, I'm ready for tequila. Nice. I'm ready. I'm ready right now, actually. Like, all right, let's do it, man. Let's, let's sign off. My no. cre- the, the creamer was bad in my fridge. Joke's on you, creamer. I had Bailey's. <laughs> Take that. Um, anybody who drinks Bailey's on the rocks is is a monster, I think. I think it's I think it's just weird. I ordered um, my first coffee from a diner today, and I didn't mix it with oh, Bailey's. So, yeah, how old are you, 30? 32. OJ. 32. You ordered your own first coffee. Don't worry, I had my wife put in the creamer. Let's not get crazy. I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I love it. Like I could just imagine you at the diner ordering your first coffee. Poor Jordan's in the middle, the lovely Jordan, put, putting putting stuff in your coffee, turning over, cutting up Rex's pancakes, cutting up your waffles. Got, like she has, she's she literally <laughs> has like two children. Yeah. We're both laughing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's got a six three kid and Rex. That's what she's got. Uh, all right. You ready? We're out of here. We're out of here. You want some advice? Uh, You want some advice? Really pay attention to the uh, to the serving size on those on those chocolate bars from Massachusetts. If you know what I'm saying, really pay attention. Could be bad for you if you don't. Really bad. Peace out, Girl Scout.